guys, you're very welcome along to Heartlines. This is Shane. I hope you're doing well. This is episode 44, yes. I'm staying local once more. This week, I have a professional darts player on, on for a chat, yes. He is the winner of the Ireland's Player Champ Players Championship in 2010. He's a West Coast Classic winner in 2013. He's also locally from Tala. It's the one and only Shane Maverick O'Connor. Welcome to the show, Shane. Good afternoon. Good morning, should I say. How's everything on your end? Oh, it's not too bad, yeah. As I said, it's it's sunny out, so later on, I'll go and get some get, get my tan on, you know? Thanks for the introduction. <laughs> no worries. Uh, so you play darts. So, like, how did you get into playing darts? Like, did it start from a very young age? For me, it did. My mum and dad played league darts, and I mm. always remember them getting ready each night when they were going out, and I'd try and go up and wreck their heads before they went down, and then <laughs> I'd seen them practising in the, the bedroom, and then eventually, they, well, they let me throw pegs at the wall, and that was me starting off as a young age, and then eventually they gave me fighting stems, no darts, yeah. and I was throwing at a cardboard yeah. box of a dartboard, and then eventually I got, I got my first brass set, I was about seven or eight, and then yeah. I remember putting the dartboard on the couch and just throwing at it and then throwing at it and then eventually just kept as I was getting older and getting taller and getting wider yeah I just started practicing then and then I started learning practicing with my dad and just got better and then one day he said to me how would you like to go to a competition and I was like well I was like there's competitions yeah. <laughs> so all I thought was the darts on tv like most people at Christmas you know and then we'd be dad seen this uh, tournament advertised on teletext in the horse and jockey in Inch car and he brought me down and um, some great dart players there, like there's some Irish great dart players, like the legend Jack McKenna, mm -hmm. Tom Kirby, Mick McGowan. There's a few others there, like and just, it just goes on and on. I walk into this room and I'm getting battered, you know. <laughs> so I was like in awe, like you know, there's me thinking I was great in the room, and then you know you get a culture shock and you realise, well, the standard is pretty good everywhere mm. else, you know. So eventually, waiting from every week until I started winning a few games myself, then I got better. And then the fella said to me, do you want to go to a tournament down the country? And I said, there's tournaments in Ireland. And I was like, so he says, yeah, come on down with me. And he brought me down to uh, the national singles. I think I was 16, 17. And um, would you believe me, fourth game was against a girl. And uh, geez, my nerves were like <laughs> as it was. And then, but I eventually got, got experience playing that. And then eventually then, you know, went on to lead better things for me in the darts, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I've had an interest in, you know, if I'm back playing this year now, as over recently in England this year. So I'm back on the hunt now with the back playing against serious darts. You know, I have been playing, obviously, for Dublin and all the last few years, but I want to go back playing competitive yeah. with everything with COVID as well. Yeah. You know, we got to play a bit there in February. So I'm back over now in a few months' time in August. So I'm looking forward to that. Have you done much? I know there's lots of um, online darts. Have you played any of the online darts where you're playing with your own dartboard and just kind of comparing scores sort of thing? No, I haven't. It doesn't interest me. Now I know it's great, you know, for people and all. I just, yeah. I was never, I like the atmosphere. I like playing in front of people. I like yeah. playing against people, you know, because that's when competitive is for me kicks in is when you're, it's one-on-one, -on -one, you know, mm. or yeah, I, I understand like a lot of people play because they miss the darts and I miss it myself, but I just keep practicing and that's all I've been doing. I've been asked to play loads of tournaments, but no, I just like to, you know, let them sweat it out online and, you know, yeah, yeah. So, and I can just watch back. I can chill, sit back and relax and watch them play. You know. <laughs> I see. I see. You went to the Q school again uh, because, um, yeah. You know, in in some regards, I thought I said you were a former pro darts player, and then it was like I researched that. No, he's back playing darts again because, yeah. Again, you know, a lot of darts players, it, they're professional darts players, but you also have a job on the side. Like you yeah. know, uh, you told me you work. Uh, you make passports. So you're gonna make me a passport after this call. Yes. <laughs> Now, basically, you know, like like last night, I was watching the I was watching the PDC the 
the Premier League, and the guy who won is actually a plasterer. Okay. Yeah, Johnny Clayton. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever have you ever played with that guy, or, or do you know him? From oh, no, I've, I've I've never played him, but I've met him a few mm. times. He's a yeah. lovely man. Like, yeah. It is true what you all say. He actually is a lovely guy. Yeah. You know, and uh, I have to say I was delighted for him last night. Now, what yeah. you like, I have to say when I was over in Q School a few years ago, I was actually playing very well in the first two days, and then the third day I just fell flat. I was unfit basically. I'm at the losing a bit away since then, but Aspinall is a big favourite one because he just never gives up. He just never gives in. I wanted Aspinall to win last night, but yeah, I was delighted for Clayton. I was delighted for Clayton. Yeah, it's brilliant. And and the fact is, he he's so he's so grounded. Like I was watching the final, your man De Souza, he's come from nowhere. That's that's a grass and that's the magic of the arts, I feel as well. You know, this guy De Souza about eight years ago was was not really on on the radar, and he's just grafted and he's gotten to like he he got like a ninety plus one eighties in the in the Premier League. Unreal. Unreal. He, blew, he blew a record by 20 or, or nearly 20 or so. It was like, or, and Gary Anderson. Yeah, Gary Anderson, Gary Anderson yeah. yeah. And Gary Anderson is relentless. When you watch him play, like, he just, he has a little grin on his face and you're like, he knows he's got you in the corner. But, uh, you know, as, as the passage of time, you know, you, as you get older, it's harder. You know, you've seen Taylor. He he, he decided to call it a day because he couldn't keep traveling. Up. Jeez, he was flying, yeah. wasn't he? You know? I practiced, I practiced with Taylor. Yeah. And, like Taylor said this simple thing to me you know when you pick three darts up in the morning mm. focus on three darts don't just throw three darts to the bar because what yeah. you're doing is wasting three darts yeah. so he was every morning he got up practicing he was just like if you don't focus from your first dart what's the point in throwing that was his mentality he's just he was on a different brain scale of what he wanted and he got he deserved he, he yeah. sacrificed a lot yeah. if you need to be the best at anything you have to sacrifice Yeah. I didn't sacrifice as much as I should have but now I'm starting to yeah, because as the money is growing in the game, the mm. opportunities are fantastic. Absolutely. You know, I don't, I don't want to be breaking me back when I'm fifty, walking here, so when I can, you know, be playing, traveling the world again. You know. <laughs> yeah. No. Brilliant. It, it is like that yeah. as well. I mean, I imagine you know you get to you see a bit of the world and uh, you know and you get to meet you know go to different places you know because darts uh, uh, it is becoming more of a global sport you know not just like the UK and the, the UK massive mm. in the UK. Like when you first started in Ireland, what was the lay of the land like? As you said, you went over to Inchicore and you and you like, oh, there's darts, there's a tournament, mm. there's competition. Was it as was it as competitive, or was it when to, when you went to the UK? Is that when the competition amped up for you? I have to say Irish darts is very competitive. Like yeah. you have um, you have a lot of tournaments from the INDO, which is the Irish National Darts Organization. Yeah, and then you had tournaments with you were like players championships tournaments, which were getting like two hundred players in it, two hundred fifty players, which you know it's very hard to win. Yeah. But darts itself in Ireland has grown in the last decade. Junior Darts Corporation, mm. you know, like you look at the talent coming through now. You have Keen Barry 18 on the PDC tour. You have Katie Sheldon, who's going to be, a, I remember her dad bringing her up to me when she was like nine or 10 and saying, what do you think of me daughter's action? I said, if she's like that now, give her another couple of years. I mean, see, and then obviously there's a film made about her and there's, you know, she won the World Youth Girls Masters League. So there is a possibilities now before and it's not, regulated to the pub anymore yeah. it's out there with academies now and which is great they're getting away from the drinking aspect of it because it does fall into it sometimes because they're in that atmosphere all the time where you think geez he's having a drink I might as well have a drink or you know they're ordering food and you do get into that kind of routine with them mm. but uh, no I have to say darts itself is very competitive especially when you play for your county the atmosphere does be fantastic electric one of the best weekends of the year is playing for your county like and I have to say like, there's some great great teams out there obviously all the counties and you know, darts is competitive in Ireland. And then you go to England and it's kind of ramped up again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like you think you're getting ready for it and then it's a, it's a whole new ballgame, you know? Yeah. You could run into a couple of players over here that are at a great standard. 
And then England, they're all a great standard, you know, because they're coming from the best part of the world to play in the PDC. So that itself has grown, which is great. You know, more money, more publicity, you know, more people are watching it. It's the sec- I think it's the second most watched sport on Sky Sports. So you can't ask for more than that, you know. Definitely. I think anyway. <laughs> It's definitely come from the pub element, like back in the day, you know, like like lads like Jockey Wilson, all these boys, points galore, like, and they'd be they'd be they'd be hitting the numbers, but still, like, <laughs> I wouldn't be kind of like be able to concentrate if I had two points on me, you know, you'd be stammering and falling over yourself and stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> but these are these are hard men, you know, these these like just it was, they were after exactly, and were, it was a pub sport, and as you said, it's mm. moving away from that. Do, like, do you play your tournaments? In pubs, well, no, not tournaments. I mean the the counties. Do you, do you play in, in pubs, or is there like uh, sports halls like set out for the? Oh, they're they're played in hotels and big convention oh, centers and hotels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the I think it's the first one I remember down to was the Selkart Hotel in Limerick, okay. and then the, the there's a few others then I can't really talk about the Traces Hotel in Ennis, hosted the All Ireland for the last few years, and there's one. Yeah. Of, yeah, there is big venues for darts, like like convention centers, just turned into. 60 dart boards, you know, yeah. and then you're just all of a sudden it's the dart room again, you know. No, it's good, it's great. I always thought that it'd be just like you know, small little pubs until you yeah. got to the main stage. But now it's the facilities are great when you find the right hotel that are willing to look after darts because they will get rewards back off it. Yeah, you know, you get 2,000 dart players in the room, at least 1,800 are going to be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, you make yeah. money back on the bar sales than you would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. else. So England as well, like the PDC and Tommy Cox is just and Barry O'Hearn just create a whole new level, you know, and it's great to see, you know, because I love the game and I know a lot of people out there just think darts is on once a year, but when they start to realise, you know, what's out there, what the opportunities are for you for the young kids and like young kids now and they're getting to go to Gibraltar and they're doing everything, you know, like before yeah. it was just me. I was going to Inchicar. I wish I was 16 now going to Gibraltar, you know, for the yeah. JDC. So Oh, good for developed as well you know for a lot of people and get away from the drink aspect of it yeah no it definitely it definitely has that but um it is getting away from that i mean like as you said like you know from, from someone like myself who who sees darts you know who will go online and check the, the scores and stuff but will mainly see the darts through sky sports and bbc where you're watching the bdo or the pbc and you're watching under the lights i think is, is that the dream to be playing in front of the tv cameras you know, under the lights with the, with the big fans and the pressure is that the, is that the dream well, the, the, yeah, for me anyway, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, that atmosphere alone is electric, you know. Yeah. When I qualified for the Worlds the first time, like I went the night before, and I remember sitting there with one of the one of my mates at the time, and I was like, oh, it was like, I was like, holy crap, uh, <laughs> you know, this is like, you know, I was I wasn't nervous, I was anxious to fo- get that feel, yeah, and then um, it's just it's 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 a buzz of a lifetime, you know, and like obviously I got it a few more times, but like. It's like it's it's literally what the saying goes. It's like a drug, you know. You want it all the time, you know, because you need to. If you if you want to play, you have to. That's where you need to play. If you love it, if you want it. Now, obviously, a lot of people don't get that chance, and there are brilliant dark players. Just sometimes the luck isn't there for them. Like if you look at players, you look at Van Gerwen, they use it to the atmosphere of the crowd, and everyone else missed the crowd. So you try about that yourself, and yeah, I want the back big time. I do want the back. Yeah. <laughs> And you're a few more years anyway. Oh no, yeah, that's it. No, I mean you went, you're back in you're back in Q school. Uh, you got to you you really got close uh, this 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 time around. You know it, it's it's it, it's it's highly competitive. I'd imagine it's just like how many people go to Q school each year and and how many qualified through Q school to get to the PVC. Well, there was over six hundred and something players this year. Yeah, 
which is a lot. When I, I was, when I went in 2011, I was the first player to ever win a tour card on the first day when the first was introduced. Nice. So that's my little hold of a record I have. That's, that's a good so, record. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like, like I said, a few years ago, I was playing super the first two days. I think I was in the top 16. And uh, me back gave out on the tour day and I was just, I couldn't throw properly. And no excuses. I was overweight, too much overweight. And then uh, I said to myself after that, then I'm going to start changing to take it more serious and practice more. And which yeah. I have been doing. Then obviously lockdown came down and that's where you kind of, I kind of focused a bit more, started practicing again a bit more. You know, started looking at myself a bit better, but you need to do, you know, I'm getting older, you need to be fitter, yeah. stronger, wiser for everything going forward. But no, I'm looking forward to now the challenge going now in, in July, uh, August and September and going over and then hopefully Clarny goes ahead in November, which is a big one. Nice, yeah. So I'm looking is, forward. So it's that Glen Eagle, is it? The Clarny one. The Glen Eagles, yeah. Nice, yeah, yeah. And that's the Irish, which is that Irish, it's Irish players? Irish, it's an Irish Open, oh, but okay. it's affiliated yeah, yeah. with the WDF World Irish Federation. Did you play? So. You played um, Van Gerwen there, did you? One year. Ah, uh, stop! I, I I became good friends with Van Gerwen after that. I we were playing in the semi-finals, and uh, I think I missed six stars to beat him, and. Uh, so the next day, like obviously he beat me and I went I went off in a bit of a huff for about ten yeah. minutes as you would do, you know. But uh remember the next day and we were all we walked into the room, there was another tournament on and he goes and like I literally walked into the room and everyone was practicing and he was practicing with a few others and he goes and he was he goes, Hey Shane, this is how you hit double ten because I missed double ten against him when he yeah. hits a four start and I'd say I just and in my mind I went in my mind it was coursing, but then when I I don't want to say what I said, but I was like, you know what? I said, sorry, I'll get him back one day, you know, and then we got good friends over that, and then I got to know him pretty well, and he's still a good friend now. But yeah, he's a gas man. He's a gas <laughs> man. But I know, you know, it's gas when you you always remember the ones. I find it hard remembering the ones I won, but the ones I lost, I remember more because you know I'm angry at that one more. Yeah. You know? But yeah. it was, it was good. It was good. I missed out on that one. That was yeah. should have won. I should have won. I was playing well that weekend. Yeah, yeah. Ah, look, it's, it's Michael Van Gerwen. I mean, outside of Taylor, like, uh, you know, Van Gerwen in his pomp, he's just relentless. Like, and like, yeah, he's been he's been drawn in a bit now because there is lads like as hungry as him, and yeah, see the know, money opportunities are there for them now. Exactly. You know, yeah. So there's lots of lads out there what wanting. It. I mean, Van Ger, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Gerwen Price winning the the worlds. You know, well, there you go. Like the money, yeah. the money he was making as a rugby player wasn't as much as what he's making now. Yeah. You know, exactly. and, and yeah. look at him now, he's built like a tank, his fitness level is to the roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he like look at what he's achieved from being fit, looking at yourself and putting the practice in, you know, yeah. delighted for him. I'm delighted for anybody that puts the work in, yeah, and deserves it, you know. So uh, no fair play to him. The Welsh are dominating at the minute, so which is yeah, good. Indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. good to see. Yeah. But uh, now I'm I'm just I'm looking forward to looking after myself now and getting myself back, you know. That's great. So it's like, it's like I still believe I'm the best in Ireland. And if you don't believe you're the best in Ireland. You've no chance. You've no choice going to England or playing the best in the world. Yeah. So you know, no people are going to give out. We've signed up, but you know, you have to believe in yourself. You don't believe in yourself. No one's going to. No. That's that's true. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So now, when you first started playing, so you were talking about the horse and jockey, and you were an inch core, and then how long after was it when you realised, you know, I've got some game here. I'm going to start pushing it myself and, and maybe you know going to the UK or, or going to these opens around Ireland. And and when did you know that you you had that ability to beat? Like some of the best guys on on your day. There was I remember there was a there was a big tournament in Rosslare in the Crosby Cedars. It was the Irish PDC Open, hmm. and I said to myself, "This is going to be like the first big open I'm going to, where all the PDC players are there, the best players in the world are going to be there." So I remember I went down to stay with the friends of mine, to Kenny, Joe Coyne, and the lads there, 
And the draw was made on the Friday evening. Now I was up in Kilkenny practicing for a few hours and I got a phone call off the legend Tom Kirby and he says to me, Shane, there's no point coming Saturday morning because you've got me in the fourth round. So I already put my darts away for the night thinking that was enough practicing for the Friday night. So I said to myself, you know, the F-bomb, I said, no. Yeah, so I was back on the bar for another four or five hours. Went to bed, grew up the next morning. It was a bit, you know, it was, it was bullying, you know, like, but I don't think Tom did it in a bad way. It was just Tom. His attitude, yeah. like, it was great. He was great. So I remember going, and I got me, obviously, he knew I was getting in the fourth round. And I remember beating him 6 2 with, I don't know what he said or what he did, but my focus levels and my belief were just like through the roof that day. And I think I ended up getting to, I think I got, I beat a few of the top players. I think I beat Andy Hamilton, the point man. Um, and then I, I got to the quarterfinals of a PDC tournament, like, you know, and I got Dennis Priestley and I, I, I missed a nine darter against Priestley. My hand was shaking, like, you know, <laughs> like it was a windy day in Chicago or something like that. But, um, yeah. And then I, then I remember talking, I think, I think Priestley came up to me after and he goes, you know, you should be over in England, you should try and get your ass over to England, you know. And thanks to two other players at the time, I think it was uh, two English players, it was Mark Dupridge and Terry Jenkins. Now, no one knew who Terry Jenkins was at the time. Mm. Just get your ass over to England. And then obviously I waited a bit longer till I got more experience in Ireland and I got called up to play for the original 21 team and stuff like that. And I built up the experience. But then I eventually went over for Q-Scale in 2011. So I didn't just jump straight away. I still wanted to learn as much as I could in Ireland and still be, you know, picking up as much as I could over here. Then to say, right, you're good enough. Yeah. So then I eventually went over then. Then it was good. Well, I, when I qualified then for the Wolves, I think it was two years before I actually got onto the tour. And then I went to Vegas and I'd done a few other tournaments. You know, I learned a lot. And I realised, you know, you needed, at the time, you needed a lot more money. You know, the money wasn't great in the PDC, so you needed to be winning at the yeah. top of the level to make money. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then it was just like from there, then I just kept on playing and playing. And then it was just, you, you just wanted to keep going. And then I felt in the back end of 2012, I was born out, you know, and I just like, I wanted to go away for a while. And then I ended up going to Australia for a while <laughs> and then playing over there, which I didn't mean to do. Oh, 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 you were living there for a while. Did you go on a visa? Well, I went it? over. I went okay. over for a year just yeah. to, just to, just to get away, and then I ended up playing darts over there. And then, oh. I, as I said, I won the West Coast Classic in Perth, and then then I was getting sponsored to fly over to Melbourne to play in these tournaments. And then I was Kyle Anderson beat me in two finals, and then I think I was fourth in the rankings. And I was like, I realized I'm gonna go home. <laughs> I was meant to play. I was actually meant to play in the Sydney Masters, the first World Series event, but I. Would, I actually flew home like a few weeks before I was offered it. So, yeah, uh, what could have been to sell them? So, I'll uh, get there again. I know I will. And what's the what's the um, because we know a few a few lads uh from the uh Australian circuit. What's the Australia? Is it is it really competitive over there as well? Like, is it, is uh, it like brilliant. the UK? Yeah, is it like a feeder yeah, to the brilliant. UK? Yeah, it is. You have the DPA, which is an affiliation to the PDC. Mm. So, the PDC gives them, I think it's three or four spots a year for the world championships. So, obviously, you, you couldn't expect someone from Australia to fly every tournament, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. they give them opportunities, which is great because you know, not a lot of people can just say, decide I'm leaving me home and moving to. England for a few years or whatever, you know, it's hard on the family. But yeah, no, it's a great setup over there. Like Ireland's turned into a great setup. The PDC have done great things branching out. It's great. It's yeah. great for people there. It's, you know, you get to meet people from, as you said, it's even before this COVID lockdown, there was online darts, which you got to know people from other parts of the world, which you would never say, geez, you fancy a game and some fella ring and go, Philippines, yeah, let's go. You know? <laughs> it's just great how you're, you know, actually avoid the game. 
the game has actually grown, which is great, you know, and it's great for darts. And it's not just darts, any sport that, that can, you know, you can do on, well, there's not really many you can do online, but, but to get to know people from other parts of the world is great, you know, mm. different cultures, different aspects, how they play the game. Like I went over there the first day in Australia and they were marking the board different than I've ever seen it. And I was like, what's going on here? Like, you know, they were doing it like a, like a maths equation, you know, like with the subtracting yeah. underneath and the line where we just do it from the side to side. I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were complimenting every good score you hit. And I was like, just I wouldn't tell anybody that's a great score when you're playing against them, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah. It's you know, pretty... so it was just, they're more polite over there, I think. Mm. <laughs> you get the, if you get enough chance to do the, the Australia, I never done it. I never ha- had the appeal for Australia, but if you get a chance to do it, I know people from my close friends who live over there. I know one friend lives over in Perth, another friend lives over in Sydney. And they went over years ago and they're still there. So, you know what I mean? So yeah. some people go there and love it, but I know myself, I'd be a home bird. I've traveled a bit, but I, you miss Ireland so far away. You know what I mean? It's just so far away from Australia. It's, yeah. it's You get the homesickness. Did you have the homesickness at all or do you just get on with it? I think, I'm not going to lie. I think I remember the first three days I was there. Mm. I remember ringing me dad, my man and dad. And it just, my dad says to me, yeah, how are you getting on? You settled in. I said, dad, I could sense he was a bit, you know, not angry on the phone, but he said, he always wanted me to travel. So, that, he always want, I said to me, he always wanted me to travel. And then he says to me, yeah, but I didn't think he'd go that far. Yeah. So, and then we had a laugh and then it kind of, you know, I settled back in because I was nervous of what they were thinking of me. Was I going to be okay? You know? but, yeah. No, I settled in quite nice. And as I said, I got to meet um, a lot of great people over there through mm. there as well. Like I got to practice with Tony David, former world champion. You know, who's a nice fella. I got to meet a lot of great people over there. So, and I knew a few people that were over there anyway. So I kind of wasn't, it'd be different if you're on your own and you didn't know anybody. I'd say you'd find it a lot harder and tougher. But I settled in right away, which was great. That's great. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a homeboard as well. I'm a yeah. homeboard as well. <laughs> yeah. No, not, not just homeboard, a Tala homeboard. Because there's a difference. Tala okay. <laughs> yeah. I remember we were there. Yeah. I remember when I moved in here, I was getting stick all the time from being Tala. And I kept defending Tala. And I remember the snowstorm thing and the lads broke the bleed and the Aldi. Yeah, that I said, was how funny. can I defend Tala after that? And then, obviously, then uh, we just got a laugh out of it, you know? And it was, there was, you do. I was away that, that year. I was I used to work in a cruise ship and um, I seen the video going viral and I seen guys in, like, in their houses had one Facebook videos like, with, with rashers and like sausages and stuff they stolen from the, I'm like what what do you like like I know I know it was that kind of thing like they had what they got like a, a digger and just dug away like who like opportunists they <laughs> <laughs> just uh, it was a building site and they got a digger and started lashing away at it a little just tore it down in seconds <laughs> yeah. oh man oh, yeah, that was like the craziest storm I believe the pubs everyone just went to the pub for like a week because like everything was shut down that time it was mental. Yeah, it was crazy already. But uh okay, so let's go back to 2011. So you get your first tour card. So what what was a typical <clears> day <throat> or week or schedule like for you and when, when you were darting? Uh, uh, when you first got your tour card, what was your schedule like? Qualified for the PDC tour. When I mm. qualified for the PDC tour, I was well. I had every intention I was going to qualify, and I was I was already committed to playing for three league teams yeah. over here. So, and I didn't want to let anyone down. So, for the first part of that year, I was run ragged. So, like, I'd be flying out. I'd be flying to England on a tour stay to meet the manager and sorting out stuff. Like, we do a few exhibitions or whatever. And then Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we'd be playing darts. And then I'd fly home Sunday night. So, I'd just literally throw my luggage in the, to, into my man. I have to say, probably only my man. I have about three washing machines at this stage. <laughs> and 
And then I'll be playing darts Monday night. Then I'll be playing darts Tuesday night. Then I'll be playing darts Wednesday night. And then Thursday, I'll be heading off again. And then that was like literally, you know, and then you're flying away. And then it's, the, I don't mind flying. It's the way in airports is the, it's the hard part I, ta- I find. So, yeah. but like, yeah, it, it catches up on you. You know, you need to be, well, if I was doing the schedule again now, obviously I wouldn't commit to any league teams or, Mm. I'll probably play one night a week just to be fresh and just be, you know, keep yourself grounded and stuff because you don't want to get too carried away. Because you need to enjoy yourself as well while you play the game, not just keep taking it serious. Yeah, and that was pretty it. And then, as I said, I got burned out of it because I think I'd done it wrong. Well, I didn't do it wrong. It was just inexperience until I eventually learned. And the end, the back end of the year, yeah, I started to play well. I got better results. And that's how it worked for me at the time. Yeah. Yeah. On a typical day, give, like, like, how many hours would you, would you practice? Would you do? three or four hours a day like or would you would you would you space it out and, and do maybe a full day of darts and then just take a day off and how, how would you well, I, well when taylor well, well i used to practice myself you know mm. i'd have days where i'd done an hour or two hours or three hours and then a day i could do a full day because you're enjoying yourself you know you always get that buzz and you're playing well and whatever so i was going to do two to three hours a day which and then i was finding it hard to practice with the travel and then I was constantly on the go, and then it was kind of less. But then I started to get back into practicing again. And what I found is, remember, Phil Taylor says to me, uh, take an hour, so do 45 minutes in the hour, and keep 15 minutes to relax. So when you're practicing an hour, you give yourself the 45 minutes to take a 15-minute break, and then come back at it for the next hour, which worked super. Yeah. And, and never to get bored practicing as well. Change your games up on the board. Do stupid things on a bad board where you're not going to get annoyed. Yeah. You know, people have this assumption where you go in first thing in the morning and you try to hit travel 20s and it's not going to work. What happens? You get frustrated. You get annoyed. You think, what's going on here? Do I have to change my diet? You know, it's, frust- it's about keeping yourself prepared and just making sure you don't get frustrated when you're practicing and bored, obviously. That's that's the best way, I think, anyway. For me, anyway, it works. People are, other people are different. You know, other people are like have to practice six, seven hours a day, which is, oh, credit to them. I just don't think I could do it. I don't think anybody really could do it unless they're practicing with someone else. But yeah, it's hard. It's like a job, you know. As you said, you like you work forty hours a week. Why can't you work forty hours on a dartboard if you're a professional? You know, that's the way I look at it now. Like so, yeah. So it's very hard now. Like back to work, I'm practicing as much as I can. I'm trying to be. I'm out walking as well, trying to get myself fit, because you need to be at these things all the time. So yeah, now I'm looking forward to the challenge ahead. Really am. But as I said, practicing, dedication, fitness is just everything now with darts. It's not just darts. Any sport. You know, it's a fitness. Everything is about fitness now. Yeah. Like, if you look at 20 years ago, young people, I don't think 20 people knew what a bleeding gym was. Now everyone wants training. Everyone's looking good. All thanks to Instagram, Facebook. You see people looking fantastic. They want to be like that now, you know? Yeah. And that's what it's all about. Image, yeah. fitness, professionalism, and just practicing. Yeah. As best you can. And when you, you first know? went out on the tour, did you have a sponsor or, or, or like, has a sponsor would help you like with expenses? You're traveling a lot or, or how does it work? Yeah, I have a sponsor. Uh, it was Mac Elkin. Mm. Yeah, he actually sponsors now. He sponsors the Souza now. Mm. So he picked me up. Yeah, it used to be formed. This is Darts and then we changed it to uh, Sports Manager. I can't think of the name right now. I can't think of the name off the heart. But yeah, no, he looked after me very well, I have to say. And, he always keeps saying you're gonna come back to the family, and I was like, when I'm ready, I'll come back. You know, like yeah. he's he done a lot. He done a lot for me, you know. Like a lot of like Irish people done a lot for me as well. Like have a lot of people to thank, like you know. So like yeah, I've had help along the way, which is what people need now. There's more opportunities there. There's more TV coverage. There is opportunities more now. But look, it's great. I'm gonna get myself back there as well, you know. So 
And another shout out, I was going to say to the Woodpecker Bar and Arklow, they looked after me very well. Mick Lott and Alan Dignam, sound as pounds there. Yeah, well, that was it. Like, it's just with the darts now and like the formation of the JDC, like the sponsor opportunities coming up for everyone now, which is great. You know, like, and it's great for people. Fan, look at the fans. Like, you could, you were, imagine you say to Eric Bristow 20 years, 25 years ago, there's going to be 10,000 in the old two arena watching a Premier League darts match. He'd tell you to go and shoot, you know what I mean? So, there you go. There's job opportunities now for people, and it's a World War game, you know? Yeah. So that's it for me, anyways. It's a fun game. I mean, to watch. I mean, I've been to the darts on the City West. I think once. Or, I think once. I know I was definitely there once. And it's just like your seat could be two hundred yards back. You're looking at the. You're looking at the screen, but you're there, and everyone's dressed up, and everyone's in. It's it's a great atmosphere. The darts it really is. Everyone just it doesn't matter where you're from. You, everyone comes together and has the crack. You know, it's just it's such a it's the fun atmosphere to to be at the darts. I'd recommend anyone to go to the darts. I've never been to, to watch darts live when guidelines allow us. I know over in the UK that the Premier League had a couple of t- thousand fans yesterday. Yeah. The atmosphere is mental. It's the best atmosphere yeah. that you'll ever see for a sporting occasion, I feel. Unless you're a Liverpool fan, yeah. maybe Anfield, I don't know. Who <laughs> do you support? You know, Liverpool. Uh, go on. I'm United. Ah, Jesus. Look, you gave it your best. You know, it was a tough... Look, it, 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 you didn't put them to the sword and 11-10 in Penos, man. You couldn't write that script. No. and uh, I just think the hey didn't get near any of them Penos at all. No. I just think his confidence is gone. Mm. I don't know what's wrong with him. He doesn't look the same confident to me as he did a few years ago. But look, I can't, I can't slag him. You know, he's been, our, he's been one of our best players the last decade. I'm not going to say here he's a, he's a crap goalkeeper just after that. You know, we saved us. We got player of the year two years in a row nearly. So you don't just get that for nothing, you know? No. It's He's easy great. to pick on something that's going wrong than what all went right, you know? Yeah, I, I think with De Gea, like, if he leaves tomorrow, he, you'll have good memories because he he done yeah. a lot for you. But he's just, I think he's had his time. I think the Henderson is, is chomping the bit. He's coming behind him and he's definitely going to take a spot. And the De Gea will probably go to Madrid or something. That's it. You, know? you can see the hunger. Yeah, yeah. you can see the hunger in Henderson straight away. Yeah, it's like anything. I, I think there's always someone coming behind you that keeps you on your toes. I'm sure that that's what you you were thinking maybe when you started on the third. It was some guy coming behind you, and you're like, I better keep up the level. Yeah. Otherwise, someone, some guy who I think is I'm better than will come up behind me and sneak ahead of me because if you're not like on your game, you know. Well, they say it's easier to get to the top spot. It's harder to stay there. Mm. So as you said, you're always on that level where someone's coming at you. You know, you uh, feel like you have to like as Phil Taylor obviously to me. Bristol said to him, he said, just because group and practice, he's probably practicing now, group and practice now. You know, like he has that mentality. So you always feel like you have to keep doing more when yeah. you think you're not doing more. Keep doing more. That's the attitude you need to have, you know? Yeah, definitely. You, you live in Australia, you played darts in Australia. What's the most obscure venue you played in or like uh, like a venue you wouldn't expect to play darts in? <laughs> um, it was actually playing... Uh, it was... a. Oh, it's, I don't really want to put them down when I say this, but cool. I, was, I went to play for Kildare when I was 19. And I remember he said, will you come down and play with, on the trial? So I thought, you know, this is going to be, you know, like, have a great little setup and all. And I remember he bring, I think it was St. Kevin's GAA Club. I remember it was like, the hall was huge. The hall was just, it was enormous. And then they had like four dartboards in the corner. I'm thinking, this is the middle, this is middle of the bleed in October. It's been freezing. So the man came in with a gas cylinder and like, you know, to blow the heat out, out of the air, whatever it was, some of the heat, whatever. 
and we were trying to throw darts, and every dart was just flowing out different ways. But we had to have the beat on. You wouldn't have the throw darts. We throw darts with your gloves on. To me, that was like the the, the worst. I, it was just I just don't know how we still played that night. <laughs> just for the love of the game, we think it was funny. Do you need like I? I'll tell you. I I got during lockdown. I I, I told myself I. I'd buy a dartboard and I did. I went on to a company in Offaly they call it Elite Sports. Have you ever heard of them? Yeah. Yeah. So basically I bought it thinking I'd have enough space in the shed and <laughs> I don't have enough space. So it's like, well, it's seven foot. What's what's a full, full distance for a dart uh, dartboard? Seven foot nine and a quarter. <laughs> I've got like uh, six feet. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I think I could take you on a, on, on a six foot, but not a seven foot. <laughs> 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 but I'll tell you, it's it's a bit like what you're saying with Kildare because, and I, I like you know it was coming up to like March, April, and in Ireland it's quite cold and it's quite cold. Yeah, it is like you like you have to put yeah. it, warm the place up. But does uh, do you, do you need uh, like a good temperature in the room for the dartboard? Will that affect the actual darts? Uh, how they throw or how how the darts stick? It's, it's, like you're not very, you're not going to play a league match and expect someone to have a room temperature it's perfect, you know. Yeah, yeah. When you're on this on a stage, the heat on that stage is is incredible. It's, yeah. it's just it's just so warm. Yeah. So like obviously, I remember playing. I think I played in Vegas and it was we're playing in the room and you can't have fans on, air conditioning on when you're playing because your yeah. dart will just swim it everywhere. But I remember it being so warm in the room. I remember saying to one of the players. And I said, I think he's got a pass because I could see him rocky. You know, he was starting to rock, and I says, This fella, this, they, need to, they need to put the temperature down. And went yeah. he just into the wall, like, but he just passed out from the heat, you know. But like, it's like you do need, like, obviously, no air conditioning behind me. Like, it's very hard not to have air conditioning if you're playing in a room that's boiling, you know. But yeah, you, it's just a good, cool temperature, but you can't have a seat in a cold room because you can't even grip your darts when it's cold, yeah, you know. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's gas, so you think temperature wouldn't affect it, but it does. The flow of a dart, it's like a plane. The plane flying on a cold or hot, you know, flies quicker. Yeah, so. but it's from six feet, so it's not professional. You know what I mean? It's nowhere near. <laughs> I look again. I go out there and I probably play for an hour, and I think it's a great. I, I find darts is a great way just to switch off, just kind of just throw yeah. darts on a dartboard and and just forget about things. And the finishing, I think, is for me is is killer. I could be on a, a double one for the fucking twenty darts. I'm like, I hate my life, you know, because it's just not worth it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I think. You ask every game he played where he took him forever to hit double one. Yeah. So you're not the only one. No. The only advice I'll give you on double one is one up, one down. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's... the only advice I'll give you. Yeah, one yeah, up, yeah. one down. I hate getting to one because there's no there's, there's no below. You know, you get you miss if you don't if you miss <laughs> you're out, you know what I mean? I like going double yeah. two at least because then I don't have to think about double one. I'm just going hit double two don't go double one you're going to be on it for days you're not you're not gonna you're gonna yeah. hit your life you're gonna walk no, away I, you're never gonna play the darts again i'll give you a story of cruelty i was playing in a tournament in kenny and there was a in prize for a nine darter of a brand new peugeot 206 and you had to hit a nine darter on stage and think of a hair and a whisker that's how much close i missed double 12 brand new car ah, and that was cruel yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's it can be mentally draining as well. Like mm. it's like anything. Like, but starting missing and missing and missing, you're thinking, what do I have to do to win this game? Like, you yeah. know, you could be outscoring them. I'm like, he could be two hundred points behind you, and you're on a finish, and all of a sudden, he's, he wins the leg, and you're like, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just just park yeah. it off. Yeah, yeah. 
you played with I've seen as you said you've beaten some some, some like top guys like you beat Manly like Manly for me he's like a, he's like a pantomime villain for me isn't lovely like, man yeah lovely he, man. Seems, he seems a gregarious man but like the thick the thick shafts he used to play with like I don't know how he got three <laughs> in a bed like how did he do it like he, he obviously was is that a psychological thing for his for his competitors so would he throw the darts and go well, I can get three in there was, let's see if you yeah. do yeah I have to say Peter Manny's a lovely man I have to yeah. say like, you know when you see dart players on TV and you get you know there's those dart build yeah. like you can say like, and it's gas because I kind of know a lot of them personally and like Jesus, he's not like that at all he's, just to give him a bad rep you know yeah like, yeah, yeah. Like I find like to me the most the people that have, have been good to me is like Kevin Painter, mm-hmm. Mervyn King, and they probably most do their players that I know, but they're not, you know what I mean? It's just when they get that persona on the TV, like, like look at that grumpy shit, you know what I mean? Or look at him, he's must be grumpy all the time, but they're not, you know, they're there to win, they're there to do a job, you know. And and there's one thing I one thing I can't stand is people love Barnaby, right? Barnaba. I can't stand the man. I, I've never met a more ignorant man in my life. Really, and he was my and he was my hero growing up. And because I even said to his, I even said to his face what I thought of him. That's how much he meant to me because I had to say it to him because like growing up, my hero was Hulk Hogan. And then I remember watching the darts and I started to love Barnabas. And then I, I got to meet Barnabas. I hope I don't get to meet Hulk Hogan because he'd probably and something as well, you know. But it's gas. So I just it's funny. I find it funny. Isn't that what they say? Never meet your idols. You know, like sometimes never meet your hero. Yeah, yeah, your heroes. Yeah, so, sometimes they can let you down, and it, it can kind of sour your 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 taste of people. You yeah. Know? Now you played with, um, as I said, you played with all these other guys. Um, where did where did your name Maverick come from? Was it from Top Gun, or is it because of your your sharp shooter? Like, where, where did the name come from? It was like it was a combination of my dad and my granddad. My dad loved westerns, and he named me Shane after the movie Shane. So I'm working on a new short at the minute with Shane logo in it. Okay. With the but my granddad, because he used to watch uh, the news at my granddad on a, on a Saturday, and I'd be the only one out of the grandkids that watched the movies. And then he used to have, like, uh, I think it was like videos of Maverick, you know, the, the TV show. Yes. And I always thought it was Maverick. He used to say, Maverick. And then it was just a combination. Someone wanted to call me Barrela. And I was like, I'm going to be calling myself Barrela, you know? And then then he, then he then my granddad, and he, before he died, he said, put your, just put your name as Maverick. And then I put it as Maverick. And then Maverick's like a wild character. I'm liking, I have something new working out at the minute, so or, but I still still keep the Maverick to a certain extent. I have it on my flights and stuff, but I'm working on something new at the minute. I can't wait till it's done. So, nice. So I'm really scared, so. But that's, you're right, it's a persona. You know, darts, like, has come a long way where there's, like, there's intro music and everyone has, like, you have, right, Thin Lizzy is your intro music? Yeah. Right. Nice. And then, like, Bill the Power Taylor has, I got the power and, like, electric, uh, electricity in the air sort of thing. And, you know, everyone has their own, like, and then your man, um, uh, Wright, his style is he paints his hair because his missus is, like, a stylist and he, he, he all comes out different crazy colour hairs and uh, hair and all sorts of mad stuff, you know. It's, it's a persona, I, I, you know. I was never more happy for anybody than I was for Peter when he won the World title. And I have to say, he's a lovely man as well. Like, like mm-hmm. back in, believe it or not, uh, his wife Joanne, like they got, uh, she owned the hairdressers, and they got robbed a few years ago, and he lost a lot of money. So I'm glad he's got to doing well off that. Do you know what I mean? I think he got his inspiration off that. You know, so I'm delighted for him. But as you said, it's a persona. You yeah. look at you look at young kids today in the crowd. You have bald masks to look like Van Gerwen. What kid wants to be bald? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You yeah. know, <laughs> so, or you know, it's just funny. It's good though. It's great. You need to have that type of characters like. You know, like years ago, you had uh, back in the darts and snooker and all. You need characters because you remember the characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. 
steadily. It's great. Yeah, like the old like perception, like snooker back in the day, you had like Higgins and all that. It's a smoky kind of bar room sort of thing. And then darts was all also the same. But even, even snooker is changing up as well. That they're, they're changing the format in some regards. And then darts as well, they're changing like, you know, legs versus sets and all sorts. It, like you have to kind of go with, go with the time. Like people will come to darts, but they like excitement. Like the Premier League has that excitement factor as well because it's all just legs, first two, first two sort of thing, you know, and it's... Uh, it's just, the faster world we live in. Yeah, it's the yeah. faster world we live in. You want to be entertained all the time. Mm. And snooker, unfortunately, you know, doesn't do that for people anymore. Which I do. I love snooker. I have to say, I can't play it, but I respect the hell out of it. You yeah. know what I mean? And, but, but it's like that a lot of people now, a lot of young people like faster stuff. They're, you know, it's a fast start. It's fast. It's entertaining. Like the Premier League, you have eight different, ten different players, ten different personalities. And yeah. as you said, any, anything can happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and the guy who, who got in as a wild card essentially won it, which is just, you know, it's it's, you know, it's great to great. see. Yeah. He's been playing a long time, though. People yeah. realize like, he has been playing. Like, he's been probably playing 20 odd years there. Yeah. yeah. Like, I reckon he, yeah, he has. So, I know, Johnny, he's played 20 odd years, 20 odd years, maybe more. Like, he's always been playing. It's not like, but the fact that he's talking it from that level. Yeah. Like, he, I think his mate, his mate had up the other day, uh, Jesus, Johnny, this is where a four started. The four started, you got a tour card like four or five years ago. So yeah. look at that progress. It's great for him. Mm. You know what I mean? Because he's a nice man. I'm delighted for him. Now, who's the who's the player? Whenever whenever you went up to a tournament, okay, and you're at nervous energy, you're like, look, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm playing my best darts. I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat whoever comes. Or who's the player that you look forward to that you knew like I'm gonna beat this guy every day and Sunday. And then who's the player you, you we played and you thought I've no chance, but I have to believe myself. I have to give. I have to be believe myself, even though I don't really have an opportunity to beat this guy. Um. So go on, name names there. Go on. <laughs> uh, for, for me, my first obstacle was was Jack McKenna in Ireland because okay. Jack to me is like the ultimate legend. He's the godfather to me. Like uh, he he played in the World Championships and your man Paul in hit the nine darter against him. Jack was to my dad like this obstacle he couldn't be. My dad could never beat him. My dad played could never beat him. So I always kept saying to me that, I, you know, I'd get him one day for you, you know, I'd get him for you one day. <laughs> and I was fortunate enough that Jack took me under his wing, you know, when I was very young, when I was 16, he, he brought me around and he brought me to a few tournaments and, you know, but I could never beat him, you know. And I remember I beat him and I, I never, I, 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 I'm still in the tournament and I think I ran out of the tournament and I just rang me dash straight away. Like, I was like, ah, I'm not beating him, I'm not beating him. And he was like, you still in? He said, "Yeah, go back in and practice." <laughs> but I just wanted to tell you, I beat him, you know. And then, and then obviously, then you just you know, you just remember that was my first big obstacle was Jack, you know. And then, like he was coming to the end of his kind of you know dominance, like to me. But still, for me to beat him, like at any stage, like even if he was ninety, I still, I still yeah, try yeah, and beat yeah, him. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just to say I've beaten him. Yeah, but it's like with their players, like. You always have a bogey player, or you have a player where you think, "Ah, oh, this is you know, this is going to be handy." But like darts now itself, it's getting more like when, as we said about Van Gerwen, it's getting more close, and they're all getting to that level where a split second or a bad shot can change it. Yeah, I wouldn't say I have a player where I think I'm going to beat all the time. Like there's a player that can I play that has never beat me, and uh, and he. He's, he's done very well for himself and I'm like geez, he's never beat me like you know like I don't want to name his name I don't want to bad name uh, I'll check out the stats so I've been checking the stats on some of the players you've beaten you've beaten Manly uh, as you said you've beaten the Point Man you've beaten a, a lot of the top guys um, not Van Gerwen but Van Gerwen is hard to beat on, on any day you know what I mean like yesterday when Clayton beat him like Clayton had to go had to run three legs in just to beat him you know what I mean Because he deserved it I have to say yeah. 
Yeah. Who's uh, like uh, more? You talked about Taylor giving you voice. What other like darts players outside of Taylor, like like even lower down the ranks or, or even at the same level as Taylor, has given you advice like that you've used uh, to this day? Um, I remember before I played in the world, Kevin Painter pulled me aside and. Mm. Uh, because I got to know Kevin previous years, you know, obviously when talk, you don't talk to him, he's, you know, he's an archie. But Kevin put me aside and just told me a few things, just to relax. Mm. He said to me, four street arts on the board when you're playing any match, it's just trying to hit big 20s because that'll set you down. Because if you try and force it, you think, oh, this is not going to work tonight. You know what I mean? You, when you try to force something, you kind of force it all the time. He says, just go in and relax and hit three big 20s and then you could relax. And, and I did relax that way. It was my first, that was my first experience, which I was very nervous done a few things wrong in that experience but the next time I played on TV it was a lot better more calmer relaxed you learn from your mistakes as you go on but you learn yourself like people have this perception of their players like when they're over here doing exhibitions they're nice as pie to you and they're nice to everybody but you don't forget when you're playing in their domain they're there to win they're not there to let you win Yeah. but they're not there to be nice to you you know they're going to try and stop you from winning yeah. see people don't believe when I say this is this and that this is when you're in their domain to win they're going to win. They're not going to say hello, how are you and all. This is no, it's different when they're doing their exhibitions, they're there to be nice and, you know, make their few bob. They're there to win. Yeah. And that's the difference people don't, some some people that don't follow with their, it's like when I was, like I, I you know the people who have apologised to me in the last 10, 15 years from outside of darts thinking I was this, that and you're like, when I was playing, it's different when you're playing the game to when you're outside of a game. So, I said a persona can have a good effect or it can have a bad effect on people. Mine didn't work so well at the start, but then as people got to talk to me outside of darts, you know, it's it's not just all about darts or, you know, I'm there. To, I'm like you're there to win, and but you're there to win to make money. You know what I mean? If yeah. you don't win money, you're not surviving. Yeah. But that's what it's like. It's cutthroat. You know what I mean? There's been a lot of players that I would say have given me bits of advice, and mm. I still think the funniest was Andy Hamilton. He goes to me, uh, he says, Shane, do you fancy coming to England for a few months and staying with me and Colin Osborne and practising? I was like, uh, a few commitments at home with the darts with the lads. And I said, oh, come on over. So then the draw got announced. So I had Andy Hamilton in the fourth round and I ended up beating him. And then he didn't talk to me for like four weeks after that. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> it was like and then he's like, oh, you're still going to come over. I said, you thought you weren't talking to me, you know, but. It's just little things like that. You know, you kind of learn for yourself. You know, nothing beats doing it to gain experience than, you know, people yeah. can give you advice. You need to be in that moment and learning as much as you can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I wouldn't say many people in professional gave me loads of advice as much as what, you know, oh, let's help the new guy out. Who wants to help out the new guy? Yeah. If you if I get the new guy, you're going to knock someone out that's, that wants to be, that's going to be there, mm. that's used to it. See, in the formats of the old PDC and the snooker, Everybody was comfortable in their top 22 because it's hard to get into the top 22. Now, with the money, it's not so hard. It's not so easy. You switch around is so quick. So would you help someone new coming in? No. Not as easy as you think you would. Mm. Yeah. So it uh, is cutthroat. Yeah, yeah. And w- w- would there be... Because I've seen some like incidents like um, Gerwin Price. Uh, was it Anderson? I think it was. Was it Anderson? A bit of argy-bargy. You know, they began to be a bit, bit, bit lippy. Does that happen often? Yeah, I just, or have you seen that happen uh, when you're like, you know, at a tournament? Would you see some argy-bargy or, or do lads just kind of, you know, see people pick it up and just get on with it? If, if you like, although it must be hard if, if you are, not, if you're not on, on a streak of winning, you must get, it must, you're, you must get emotionally upset. So you, you kind of lash out a little bit. You don't want to be throwing your darts around or whatever because it's not you know, the done thing, but you might get a bit lippy or. 
you know, aggressive maybe. See, yeah, Dart is one of those games where yeah, it's one-on-one. Anything can happen. You think oh, I'll beat him. Something happens that goes wrong. Yeah. Gary Anderson, to me, the last few years I've seen him is turning the bit of a mound. You know, yeah. he was never like that. So no. to me, he thinks he's probably losing his, his, his edge and he's probably picking on that. That's his my, my opinion, where he's probably looking for the outer route of an excuse of losing than just saying, I wasn't good enough on the day. Yeah. Which people do do that. I've probably done it myself saying, ah, oh, I only walked in or I didn't have enough stuff drinking me or I didn't yeah, do this, yeah. I didn't do that. Yeah. So it's it's a competitive thing like with Price and Anderson. Behind the stage, they're probably best mates, but I don't think they are best mates. But, you <laughs> yeah. know, you, you could see Gerwin roiled them up to the stage where Anderson couldn't focus anymore, and that's why Gerwin won that Grand Slam. Yeah, and it, it, it totally messed up Anderson's head. So, just look what look what's happened to Anderson, look what happened to Gerwin Price. The next time they played, Gerwin Price destroyed him because of what he put in his head psychologically. You don't realize it, no. If you're, if you're in someone's head, that's better than beating them on the dartboard. You know what I mean? As, as Bristol used to say, sure, he'd walk in and say, sure, have his all bet anyway. And they'd be all thinking, Jeez, the fuck? and they'd be thinking to themselves, walking off, look at him thinking that he's already in your head before he even tried yeah. the dart. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like psychological yeah, yeah. of a game is just genius. You were talking to the challenge here. So when when is when is your season kick off for you, or where's your first tournament going to be, and what what's the plan? How are you going to prepare yourself for the next tournament? Well, we were just the days were finalised there I think two weeks ago. Mm. So the manager said I have all the everything booked. So obviously with the COVID regulations and stuff, we're just kind of holding off on everything, you know. So practicing as much as I can. Back obviously back from work. I try and get out and do my walk in the morning before I go to work. Come home and then I do about an hour, an hour, two hours practice. But I have to ramp that up now. Once everything is finally confirmed, oh, you have to catch your hours and get yourself ready. I'm looking forward to I'm, I'm focused to practicing well. Yeah. You know, I'm, I want the back. I, I know it sounds like I don't want it, but I've been playing for years where I've, I've just played but the, the COVID breaks that they give me the hunger that I needed. Yeah. And I want all, I want all my titles back. <laughs> <I want to laughs> be, like, someone has to be the best. Why isn't it me? Or why can't it be me? You know? yeah. So yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait. As I say, if you put the work in, as you say, you keep put the work in, you'll get the results. But it, it's hard, as you said, the COVID's kind of put a lot of things in perspective. And for you, it's put, put your darts into perspective and you want to get back in it yeah. and, and give it a go. Because as you say, you're still young enough. You're 35? 35 now, yeah. Uh, young book. Uh, so, you Bobby. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, Bobby, yeah, yeah. So, you know what I mean? You got the hunger, you get back on it. So, where's, where's the first term? Is it, is it over in the UK or is it over here? In yeah, it's in, it's in Milton Keynes over in uh, the Marshall Arena, where the Premier League was on last night. Yeah. So, yeah, that's on there. And then the following month, it's on there again. So, yeah. And then Clarny, hopefully, Clarny goes ahead. And Nice. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, re- I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm going to do this. I'm just, I'm have the, I have the confidence yeah. back in the. You know, the amount of people that do... Like I have to say, I've got great support going over to Cusco. Um, the amount of people saying to me, Shane, you know, if you just... Everyone thinks you should be there anyway. It's, but it's not about everyone else thinking it. It's when you think you should do it, that's when you do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice to hear that sort of things, but then you don't want to say to yourself, geez, you're wasting your own talent or ability. Now I realise you still got to work hard. You know, it doesn't just come... It doesn't just take your hand out and hand into you. You wouldn't say to an electrician after four weeks in the job here you're qualified. You know what I mean? Or anyone else like that. People don't realise darts is hard. Yeah. And you have to practice. You have to work at it. And anything you do, you have to work at it. So, yeah, yeah no, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really buzzing for it. I'm buzzing. 
is it like an apprenticeship in a way? So you, you kind of, you got the, the, the years of, of graft under your belt and now you know, like, I, I know what the tour is like. I know what to expect and I know what, what, what I need to do to get to the next level sort of thing. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like taking baby steps. You know what I mean? Mm. You, you, you take your baby steps, you fall, you get wounded, you get back up, yeah. you fall, you get back up. You know, I've had days where, you know, geez, I think I'm not going to lose and then all of a sudden you get bet and then you've got to, say, you've got to re, retrain yourself saying, all right, well, that didn't go right. What can I learn from it? So you do get wounded, you get back up. Um, it is very hard to not be negative in anything you do, but that's when you've got to push yourself like that extra step, do the yeah. extra hour, do the extra two hours. Like how many times have, I, have everybody been knocked like where you say to yourself, if you don't get back up and practice and do what you need to do, you won't do it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm fully focused now. My brain is switched on. I'm ready to go. I'm just... I, I'm actually raring to go. I'm hungry for it. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have your little domain in your house? Like, do you have a little area that's just your darts area? Yeah. Is it a special, uh, well, separate well, room? I have it, have it in the kitchen with the hockey and the new okay. light and all on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wife, the wife's happy with it, so she doesn't let me, uh, <laughs> she leaves me to my own little domain when I need it, you know? So that's, so, your, that's your time. I'm, I'm the cook in the house, so she doesn't go into the kitchen much anyway. So. <laughs> Hot off the press. <laughs> Hot off the press. So will yeah. I? Um, it, uh, will this be televised online? The the darts because I'll definitely check it. Yeah, out. it'll be it'll be on darts connect. Cool. And they'll probably stream one or two of the games online. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely check it out. Um, I think that's our time. Um, thanks, Shane, for coming on for a chat. Yeah. Uh, you've given me plenty of uh. I probably went on a bit much myself. <laughs> ah, no, no, it's great. Like uh, you just you, you just tease things out, you know. Like um, and no, uh, enjoy the enjoy the, the sunshine and get out there and get, get, get your tan on because in a few in a few weeks time <laughs> you, you'll, you'll be grinding over in, in Milton Keynes. Okay, that's it. Back to the cold. <laughs> right, Grant. Um, uh, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye bye. All right, Cheers. man. All right. And that was Shane Maverick O'Connor. He's a professional darts player from Tala. He's talking about his future plans, like where he's getting back on the tour. He's going to get back on what's called the Challenge Tour. He's been a professional for many years. And it's good to get to know his story because I, I play darts, not at a level, I just play fun, but it's interesting to see what he's, his thoughts on darts and life as a darts player in general. Once again, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. My name is Shane. This podcast is called Heartlines. If you like what you hear, please like, share, comment. Remember, you're always welcome here in Heartlines. Take it easy. Bye-bye.